Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. With Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Well, it's a good day for singing the song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning to night. Well, good morning, Grand Valley. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? Seven ten in the morning, ten after the hour. It is the Watchdog Morning Show. We are underway for three hours of our swinging soiree. We're glad you are here with us. You can be part of the program or listen to the program. Either way, it works just fine. Come into the game if you'd like to at 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600, the Frio Stack auction service text line, or call us, 304-232-8255, Frio Stack auction service hotline. Love to get you part of the program, but you know what? You want to sit back and listen. You're in your car. You're in your office. You're still laying in bed, whatever, and just, just kind of tune in and let Bob and I do all the hard work. Because it's pretty hard lifting here, right, pal? I mean, this is a tough thing to do. I'm glad I got some rest, Howard, because I just don't know how we do it five days a week. Hey, you know, we slave over a hot mic every day. <laughs> so all of that said, we got a lot coming up. It is uh, 58 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 52 at the Highlands, 44 in my backyard, which is about right. When I went out of the house this morning, I checked the airport, and it said 50, I think 58 and it felt cooler than that at my house, so I'm not surprised the uh, the temperature in my house is 44. What do you have there? I have a whopping 49 degrees, Howard, and that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, once again, it seems like weather is being very kind to the High Valley because you hear that, Howard? What was that? That's November. I mean, Hello. it's damn Hello. near November, <laughs> and uh, you know we're still having nice nice days. I, I saw uh, a few people uh, when I went to the store yesterday and back. T-shirt weather, Howard. It, it, it was yet yeah, T-shirt weather. It was a, good, it was a great day yesterday. Today, another pretty nice day. Partly sunny, high around 73, 74 tomorrow. Now, rain comes in for the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Uh, and we'll have all the details coming up with Adam Fike from the uh, Big 7 before we uh, you know, get too far down into the week. Let's see, uh, Bob, you might want to know these numbers. Uh, four days till Halloween. Gotcha. Nine days till daylight savings time. Love that. 27 days till gobble, gobble, gobble turkey day. Big fan of turkey day. 19 days till run, don't shoot me. The deer hunt. Look out, deer. <laughs> and 59 days until Christmas. That's so. where you're starting to lose me, Howard. There we go. So get yourself ready. All of those things are, are up and coming. Speaking of the deer hunt, I... I believe they have gotten the message, and they have fled the park, and they have moved to Elm Grove. Because you were out there checking them out, or there's just I so many had, more deer in I your neighborhood you, now? At, at, like last night specifically, and the night before, coming home after meetings in the evening, it's dark, uh, multiple big ones. One of them was a buck wandering through the neighborhood, just big deer wandering through, just kind of like, hey, hello, what are you doing there, Monroe? You know. So I think what they've done is they've... They've heard about, they may have read the flyers. I told you that I heard rumor they're going to drop flyers up there for the deer to read that said, you know, look out, we're coming to kill you. Uh, so they may be scooting out of town. 
Well, those Miller boys there in your neighborhood, Howard, have been working on those deer for <laughs> decades. Those boys were ahead of the game before anybody else realized what gems you had right up on that hillside above you, Howard. So those deer have been around there. But what I was thinking where you were going with this, you know, those uh, radical uh, uh, PETA guys or just your basic Bambi lovers, what I would do, I'd go up there with my dogs every night and I'd scatter those deer. If I was really, really gung-ho on saving those deer, how many days we got? When did you say how we're getting close? Did I say 19? I think. I just put it away. I think it's 19. I'd take my dogs and my kids and everybody in the neighborhood, and I'd go up there and I'd just scatter them for their own good, just get them out of their leisurely laying around there waiting for somebody to drive up and, uh, you know, give them a carrot or two. Except we both have agreed, I think, that these deers have become so accustomed to, to they may go away. I mean, unless you're going to send, the, unless you start a perpetual dog patrol, they're going to come back at some point. They'll come back home. They'll they back will. Home. But my point is, you know, sometimes lawsuits are very, very important, Howard, and sometimes they're just a pain in the ass. And, and what I'm saying is, if you were really hell bent on saving those deer, there was other methods you could have got your you could have got your wits together and had a plan other than thinking you were so high and mighty that you were going to stop this. Well, the lawsuit was dismissed, so the uh, plan is still November sixth and seventh. The deer call will occur up at uh, Ogilvy. And, uh, again, some of them have already escaped the bounds of the park. Get out. And, and, come, down to, and come down to my neighborhood in Elm Grove. Any, any, uh, the rumor I heard, Howard, that they're, they're, they're kicking around the idea of uh, naming that field Bambi's Last Stand. Is, <laughs> is, that, is that what you're hearing? Well, see, there's a lot of rumors going around, a lot of rumors going around up there. What do we got to do today? Democrats in West Virginia gathered this weekend for their annual Roosevelt Kennedy dinner. Party chair Mike Pushkin coming in with us to look at the state of the Democratic Party as they prepare for their annual gathering. A lot more positive movement in downtown Wheeling. The forward progress is continuing, but it is not the friendly city's first rebirth or renaissance. Found an article last night I want to talk to you about. We will look back on the renaissance of 1953 in the city of Wheeling. Child care, a critical issue in getting families back to work and out of poverty, but post-pandemic federal funding is now running out. They call it the child care cliff. WVU Professor William Franco discusses the problem with us. After weeks of disorganization, the U.S. House now has a speaker who comes from the MAGA side of the GOP. We'll see what's likely to happen. Congressman Mooney wraps up his constituent, uh, ramps up, I should say, his constituent mailings at taxpayer expense. We'll look at some numbers that Stephen Adams reported um, this week. All of this coming up here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I, I was remiss. I'm sorry. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot, lot better, Howard, and I'm not kidding when I say this. Uh, you know, the beginning of the week is a real blur for me. I, you know, I came into work, probably shouldn't have done that Monday morning because then it all went downhill. And you know who I'm blaming this all on? This me? whole this whole ordeal, I'm blaming it on them. Me? No, the Pine Room Boys, Howard. Oh, okay. You know, I go up there Saturday morning or Sunday morning to, you know. Blazing to paddles. Blazing paddles. And I had forgot, I just got my hair cut the morning before. And you know my hair, my hairstyle hair, Howard, it's skin. Yeah. I get down to the skin. So what did I do? I went up there uh, Sunday morning with those guys. And I forgot my toboggan, Howard. You know, wow. I, I, I have not realized yet that it is, uh, it's getting cold out. Yeah. And I think that was the beginning of my downfall. And then I just had to pick up a virus somewhere because... Uh, Man, just just out of it, just just sleep, just slept, and I really appreciate Lola Miller coming in and uh, and uh, covering for me uh, 
Daylight is not her, her uh, shift of choice. <laughs> That's a great way to phrase it. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Lola. Thank you very much. We actually had a good time, though. She was, she was really good. But, uh, pal, and I, so you are feeling better, though. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. I am. Uh, I'm I'm, I feel great. Huh? I'm glad to hear that. But, man, you missed the Channel 7 History Day. Uh, now I'm not feeling so great, Howard. I, I really, really, man, I was listening, and, uh, you know, I couldn't be here, but it was great to hear, and uh, both Brenda and DK were just awesome. Yeah, they both, uh, they're both wonderful people, first of all. And you know what? They brought uh, sausage, gravy, and biscuits and Pepsi <laughs> when they came, so they clearly knew what worked for me. Wow. You know. Probably you wouldn't have been happy if Pepsi was here. They might have gotten you back down the Pepsi addiction. Well, that's again. okay. I would have. Uh, I would have uh, had a little bit. Yeah. All right. But uh, I mean, uh, again, I, I don't want to dwell. If on you had it. been here, what would you have? Meant? What would you have? What What would you have liked to have heard us talk about? Yeah, I, I would have made you about? mad. I'd made everybody mad. Real, you know, because I just said, man, 1980, both you girls were absolutely stunningly hot, is what I just said to him, Howard. Oh, <laughs> because you know just, they've been around for such a long, long time. Just, just, just. Just, that was the first thing. And the second thing, you know, out of 70 years, they've been there a, long, a, 40, a big chunk. Over half of them. Yeah, yeah so both, both of are, them. They both are 40-plus. I think uh, Brenda's 40 and DK's 42, 43 years at the station. Out of 70. Out of 70. I mean, that's amazing when you stop to think And they're still it. doing it. You know, they're still – and I didn't hear any any <laughs> anything that they're slowing down. You know, they're going to keep, uh, keep going. like – well, Howard, I will stick around for a – didn't sound like that, no. Well, no, what a pair. What a tandem. You know, kind of push each other a little bit, you know. I've uh, been there a long, long time. So it was awesome, Howard. It was good. But uh, was there anything that you wished we had talked about that we didn't? Pro, pro, I would have probably brought up Jennings Martin a little bit more because yeah. out of out of the, the out days. of the big three, and I know Dominic came along a little bit later. I don't want to any disrespect to Pat Gone, but when I think of the big three, it's Mark Davis – it's uh, John Dominic and it's Jennings Martin. Now Scott Noddy's been there a long, long time too. So maybe everybody going, who? Who's this Jennings Martin guy? But to me, he was the guy that I thought was so cool. We got his clothes at Bernhardt's. What I thought, man, I can't <laughs> wait right, to go yeah. in there and shop. And he always went south with the Pirates. You know, he had a great, com a great connection, uh, relationship with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I was, I was the biggest Jennings Martin fan uh, around, Howard. We didn't spend as much time as I had thought we would in our TV7 segment on uh, Tuesday about what I would call the early, the very early days. You know, uh, Jennings Martin, John Dominic, of course, Mark Davis there all along. And prior to that, as you mentioned, Pat Gaughan and Don Hart and some of the folks who – I've said this here on this station. I said it twice in the interview segments that they used of me in their TV reporting about the 70th anniversary. What is amazing – is I remember these guys, there was no such thing as television news. I mean, you, you, television was brand new. All right, here's a camera. What are we going to do? Well, I guess we could do the news. How do you do that? Well, I can get a desk, I guess, and put a couple chairs out, and we could sit behind it. And I mean, they, they created television news. They created it out of nothing. There was no such thing. Nowadays, you, if you open up a new TV station, you just go to the handbook, right? 
there's a TV news handbook somewhere that tells you here's what you do. The set looks like this. Here's what you do in terms of getting personnel. They created television news. And how cool was it that DK Wright did the very first live uh, interruption? She made everybody mad at Knott's Landing, but uh, DK <laughs> broke in with what was it? Election results? Election, right? Just one. It was it was one small tiny election in Belmont County. But hey, we got this live truck. We got to use. It. Well, you know they're going to be looking at her years and years when we're all long gone. They're going to be looking at DK Wright, not just her career but they're going to be looking at that moment of what a pioneer she was. She was the very first one with a, with a live break-in. Absolutely. It was, um, it, was, it was fun talking to him. But, again, I, if I had had more time, and we all agreed, Brenda and, and DK and I and, and you afterwards, you and I talked about it, I wish we'd had more time. I didn't plan properly enough to give us time to get into everything I really wanted to get into. Although, you know what, DK, I, I want to go back to the old days. I want to talk about Pat Gunn. I want to talk about Seaweed Sam. I want to talk about the days when they had, they still do a, 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 a Saturday morning with Santa Claus, but the old days, the original ones. Um, and I want to spend more time on that. And DK, who is a smart lady, she said, you know, probably the most people who care about that are dead. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> she said, you know, there's a reason we didn't have too many of the old team interviewed. They're not here. Another name that I want to pay tribute to, Howard, and you know I have his picture in my office. He's an Elm Grove boy just like you and I, but Bob Finnegan was uh, uh, Finnegan. just another, just a star down there. You know, I, I wanted to tune in. I wanted to hear what Finnegan had to say. I very seldom, uh, when I worked for TV7 for my brief period of time, I very seldom was on the air in the news. I did a show of my own, but I was very seldom on the air with the news. Uh, but one night, Finn wasn't away, and with the arrogance of Ute or something, I said, not a problem. I'll just fill in for Finn. You want to hear the worst sports report ever in the world. It was Monroe. And Finnegan came back and said, well, we'll never do that again, will we? <laughs> I was so bad. I was terrible. And Howard, you just gave me a, 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 a flashback, and it was sports-related, and the year would have been 1977, and it was when John Dominic was just starting, and he would fill in occasionally on sports. D do you remember that? I don't, know. The reason I remember it is that was the very first year of Wheeling Park High School, and they went undefeated in their first season. The regular season, they, they never lost a game. And there was no social media then. Nobody had a cell phone. And I would tune in to see if the if – the, uh, I, I was still at Bridge Street. I wasn't in a park yet. So I would tune in to see did the street continue to park when tonight. And it was John Dominic who, did all who, who was doing the sports store in that. So that was before Kellis. So that was a long, long time ago, Howard. Well, it was kind of fun. I really enjoyed the 70th anniversary conversation we had here. I thought they did a great job of several different reports about their 70th anniversary on TV. Now, let's be honest, I thought that because at least three of them included me. So, <laughs> that was, but uh, I, I uh, and I mean sincerely, I'm really sorry you missed it because I am too. You and I could have added a lot of that old time history, which DK is right, probably nobody would have cared about, but we would have had fun with it. All right, 723, 23 after the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Channel 7 did something back in 1953, which I didn't realize. They took a 10-part newspaper story and made it into a 10-part TV series. It had to do with the rebirth of Wheeling in 1953. 
We'll talk about that and more coming up on the Watchdog Morning Show. suit looking for a good book searching for a unique gift the ohio valley's premier shopping choice is the highlands find jewelry hot new tech arts and crafts over two dozen stores to visit from walmart and target to cabela's menards kohl's and old navy plan a day out of shopping dining and entertainment at the highlands at the top of the hill off i-70 see it all online at hitthehighlands.com Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free outside consultation. 304-233-3168. Or visit FrioandStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios, in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Hello, darling. Nice to see you. It's been a long time. You're just as lovely as you used to be. How's your new love? Are you happy? Hope you're doing fine Just to know it Means so much to me and Thursday crept up on me. I didn't it's realize, here. I didn't realize it was Country Music Bumper Day already. That's Conway, Howard. I can only mean one thing. Thursday is here. 727, 27 after the hour. 58 at the airport. 52 at the Highlands. 44 in my backyard in Elm Grove. 49 at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. You know, uh, there's a lot of troubles that are going on in the city of Wheeling. We're spending a lot of time about homelessness, and that's causing a lot of division, a lot of complaining, a lot of problems. I we can't ignore that. But I still contend that we are in one of Wheeling's major renaissance periods, Bob. You look around the things that are happening in the city uh, over the last six, seven years or so. I mean, we have really begun to make, I believe, a big turnaround. And, and I don't think you can deny that. And I just know by the way I feel now, Howard, when I drive down in coming in in the morning, you and I have the same routine coming into Wheeling. We come, uh, we come down Main Street and I'm not, I, I've totally changed my feelings. philosophy. Yeah, 
well, you know, I'm just, I look at it as now as what you just described. This is growth. This is not a pain in the ass anymore. It's been a pain in the ass now for what, a couple of years. It is a pain in the ass, but. But we're making progress. And I thought, you know what? This is really going to be nice. The sidewalks, the street, it had to be done like this. There was only one way to do it. And to do it right and to get it so that we don't have to, to do it again later. I don't know if you noticed when you came in today, the suspension bridge is lit up now. I did not. I uh, I was trying to keep my eyes on the potholes and that, that big that big piece of steel that's crossed right there, Howard. Yeah, no, my be... Jeep, when I hit that, believe me, uh, you feel it. <laughs> the uh, but the suspension bridge is lit up. I think it's only partly lit, but if you see it now, it's it's beautiful. I remember when the the lighting was first put up. I was working at Channel Seven at the time, and we covered it live, and it was. Uh, they called it a string of pearls around the city of Wheeling, around the Ohio River. Just the bridge is all lit Very up. Very nice. And now, so that that tells me that the suspension bridge work must be getting close to being done. But so it looks fantastic. Several people then also posted up there in that same area. The Bridge Tavern has some new outdoor lighting, so the Bridge Tavern is lit up really nice. And, and then the Doris lighting has become They've begun to light the Doris apartments there now. So that whole section of uptown is is bright and light. And it's, again, you can see things are moving. And in conjunction with that, over the weekend, the uh, Wheeling uh, CVB and their partners uh, picked their the developer to do the, remember they had six developers that they were going to review, and they picked one to oversee demolition of the Wheeling Inn and then the plans, they're going to develop new plans for what goes on into that space. So all of that, that area in particular is growing. And then now at the other end of the town, uh, the uh, OVMC, old OVMC building is now fenced off because they're about to begin demolition. They're doing abatement of asbestos and other things inside, but they're also about to begin some demolition too. So you got, you got major growth. Up here? Up there and down there, you know. And we talked recently with about the waterfront hall and things on the, the city is just, tremendously on an up, upswing. And it really is, Howard. And the story that I uh, watched on Channel 7 uh, with the old uh, OVMC, I really hope, and I don't think that was an old shot. I think it was some somewhere uh, near to the day today. I hope they get those big green letters down because I, I, th I really think that is something they ought to make an effort to I save. Do too. I, 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 could, I don't know what they're going to do with them. And, and, but you could be able to put them some, to, somewhere. See, I think they're going to have a lot of... Um, as I have seen the pictures of the cancer center that's going to go in there, the cancer center will be set far back on the campus, almost like back to the the old building. There will be a lot of space up front. It's going to be a parking, maybe ancillary buildings and so on. I could see the letters kind of being in like the gateway to that. You would drive in and there would be those letters on the ground there maybe. You know, if that doesn't like. work, you know, as we know, because there's one coming up, the city has a, an auction every year or every couple <laughs> years. I think if they put that in a garage somewhere, I think that would bring some bids where someone would want would have an idea what, what to use those letters for. Howard, because they're really cool and I like that color. Yeah, but I'd love to see them used in the in I'm that, with you. In, I hope that, that would work. Absolutely. Show what used to be there. Absolutely. So with all of this and so many other things happening, and again, I'll start getting texts from Abe and other people saying, well, geez, this, this, this old new council that killed us. I believe that we have more activity here in the city of Wheeling than we have had in any years that I can remember. I, I mean, there is the, the amount of, of private activity, like Waterfront Hall, the amount of public activity, like the uh, new fire station, like the new police station, uh, the, about the amount of public and private, like Wheeling Inn. This is a city that is finally really moving 
up. It is, Howard, but let me be the flying ointment here for just a couple seconds because I love playing that role. In hindsight, did they did they break off a little bit more they could chew at one time? No. This was the only way he could possibly do it. I, I don't I, I don't know what it is. I'm talking about 16th Street. I'm talking about everything, you know. Yeah, the only way to do it is do it at once and get it done. I'm, I'm, I am, I'm firmly of the belief of that. And um, Bob Heron here with us a couple weeks ago said pretty much the same thing. If you're going to do it, you just got to do it, get it done. It's like ripping the Band-Aid off, you know, you got to do that. But what I want but what is interesting is this is not the first rebirth of Wheeling. I came across an article on Wheelunk, the uh, Wheeling Heritage um, online magazine. And I don't know if this is an older article or a newer one, but it was about the Wheeling Renaissance of 1953, of 1953. And the beginning of this is fascinating to me. Harry Hamm, longtime newspaper editor of the uh, News Register. And we know that Harry wrote a series of articles called Wheeling 2000, upon which the whole Wheeling Heritage concept was eventually based. And he really helped to transform the city as a guiding document. Apparently, back in 1953, Harry Hamm also wrote a series of articles called The Rebirth of Wheeling. And it came about after Harry and a number of other local business people, including Bob Levinson from Rikers Furniture Company, had gone to Pittsburgh and seen some things that were happening there. They formed a group called the Wheeling Area Conference on Community Development back in 1953, and then they set out goals to improve the city in 1953. One of it was recognizing that coal dust and pollution was a real problem, and they needed to figure out how do they eliminate that downtown. This was not really a, 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 an anti-coal issue or an anti-pollution issue, but they recognized that there was too much pollutant in the air we were just a dirty town so they began to look at that and that's when they recognized that um, we're having a lot more people coming into town and we got to put them somewhere and that's when the wharf garage was built at the time 1953 was. that'll be there a long time they'll never tear that down well if you remember and i've seen it there's there's a um, uh, video called wheels of progress made by ellis duggan a uh, a local filmmaker and it touts the what a phenomenal idea this Wharf Garage is in 1950-ish, whatever the year was. It was, it was tremendous. It was something brand new. My God, look at with this great new thing. It, I was born in 1962, Howard, so I have no idea, but I have a pretty good idea. Wheeling looked nothing like it did today because there was no tunnel, there was no interstate in 1953, was there? No, mid 1950s witnessed a flurry of transportation. This article says, including. Construction of the Fort Henry Bridge. It wasn't there before that. Uh, the proposals for the Wheeling Tunnel were drawn up at that time. Um, U.S. 40 and Route 2 both got major upgrades as well. So, again, this was part of the renaissance of Wheeling of 1953. Um, and they, that led into the Urban Renewal Authority, which, again, at the time was perceived to be a great idea. Started in center Wheeling. Uh, they took some homes by eminent domain. They were going to make it a big industrial area. They ended up with the post office. That was pretty much it. But that, that was part of the urban renewal, part of this uh, Wheeling Area Conference, they called it. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the urban renewal moved further, eventually up towards the old Fort Henry Mall. Not old. The proposed Fort Henry Mall that never did come to fruition. Um, 
but it, but it, 1953, the city was in a renaissance. And Harry Hamm, that not that amazing? Harry Hamm in 1953 wrote 10 articles on the rebirth of Wheeling. And then how many years later, he wrote the Wheeling 2000 plan, which was the re rebirth. Um, this is written by an article by a, a professor out of Shippensburg, Pennsylvania, who came in and did all this research inside the Ohio County Library's uh, old archives. Mm -hmm. And he has a two additional um, two additional uh, articles coming out, which I, I'm looking forward to reading, because part of it is under the, uh, under the item "What Went Wrong." Renaissance was underway. Harry Ham, ten part series, Rebirth of Wheeling, The Wharf. Now, in, in retrospect, now we think the Wharf was ugly, but at the time was a huge improvement. Route 40 was improved. Route 2 was improved. Fort Henry Bridge was built. Uh, we're planning for the tunnels. All of this positive stuff was happening, and then shoo, something happened. What happened? What went wrong? Because I think one of the things we need to look at is to make sure that whatever happened in the past doesn't happen now. Again, there was something completely out of the control. I believe that Wheeling would have would have grown, would have had a different shape if uh, the High Valley Mall wouldn't have been built in the early 80s. That, that's my belief, but I don't know. Do you agree with that, Howard? Well, yes, but I think the Ohio Valley Mall would not have been built if we had done the Fort Henry uh, Plaza downtown. So if we'd have done that right, we'd eliminated that. I, I believe so. I, I have heard from people who are in the know that the Ohio Valley Mall, the Caferos, the Ohio Valley Mall developers were waiting to see what would happen with downtown before they officially decided to open to, to, to construct the Ohio Valley Mall. Once the Urban Renewal Authority was voted out of existence, the concept of the Fort Henry Plaza, Fort Henry Mall, I guess, uh, went out of way. Then, then the, uh, then the Ohio they Valley said, Mall. thank you very much. And and then 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 yes, that I mean, and that was the real, that was the downfall. So let's, I'm not sure I could follow this exactly, but if you go the so-called Renaissance of 1953, all of these things. Moving, 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 moving. Urban renewal got a little bit shaky, and then the urban renewal was voted out because of the uh, Fort Henry Mall concept, and then Ohio Valley Mall, and the town changed completely. There was a lot of people with vision, but I wonder if the vision of what happened with Elm Grove was was went on anybody's radar because, as Howard and I both talked about, because it's near and dear to us because we lived there, we were raised there. Uh, Elm Grove was about dead. When the interstate came in, they had to get their heads together because it chopped off a lot of the business section. And I wonder if, you know, Cruiser Street. I want to make sure I understand. It was dead after the road came through. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, actually it was a pretty thriving community before that. But before the Highlands and before this uh, streetscape, it was Elm Grove where you saw all the development. Yes, and exactly. it's kind of slowed down a little bit. But uh, I don't know. I don't think that people had a vision for Kruger Street, you know, that type of thing. But it's, hey, it's, it's all good. No, we talked about this with in conjunction with something else recently. I can't remember what it was. But uh, that's a great example of how the... Um, uh, you know, the, the, the interstate came through in Elm Grove in particular. Other places, too. Elm Grove, Bob and I lived there, and I lived there at the time. We both lived there at the time, so we saw it. It came through and it just devastated the whole community of Elm Grove. But Elm Grove found a way to come back, found a way to. It's not the same grove that it used to be, but it found a way to come back. But anyways, I thought this was fascinating. It's a Wheelunk article. If you go to Wheelunk.com, you can find uh, these articles, and I guess there are a couple more coming out. I may try and track the author of this down. Uh, but it begins with the Wheeling Renaissance of 1953, which Harry Hamm wrote a series of 10 articles about. By the way, the newspaper had printed the 10 articles, 
And then the TV station took the 10 articles and did 10 stories on television. You don't see that too much anymore. A teamwork, Howard. Teamwork. How about that? All right. Uh, our team includes a lot of folks in the Big 7, WTRF-TV. One team member is Adam Fike, who's standing by. Another is Taylor Long, who's here right now. Good Thursday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 26th. A new report from U.S. Department of Labor finds that the Mine Safety and Health Administration is not keeping up with mine inspections. It's raising concerns about safety in coal mines, especially here in West Virginia. The report found that nearly 1,600 mine inspections were incomplete or inaccurate from 2018 through 2021. It also says 92 accidents occurred in mines that were supposed to be non-operational during that time. Mine fatalities are also up this year. A lawyer who represents minors blames safety and inspection budget cuts by Congress for the problems. And the attorney says minors simply have to become their own advocates. They can even download a new minor safety and health app from app stores or the MSHA website. Minors can use that to check safety reports or report health concerns they see. The web address is MSHA.gov. And there is progress being made on a two-phase project to transform the former OVMC into a brand new cancer center. The first phase, which began on Tuesday, involves clearing the facility of asbestos and demolishing it. The cost will be $8.2 million and take about 14 months. Once the demolition is complete, the second phase of the project will begin, which is the construction of the new cancer center. The cost of construction is estimated to be between $70 million and $95 million. Heron says this cancer center is one of the largest projects in Wheeling's history and will be transformative for the friendly city. And over to Brook County, Canine Kane is slowly on the mend, but he still needs the community's help with his vet bills following his accident during a training session back in September. Kane was jumping a fence when his right rear paw got stuck in one of the chain links of the fence and tore two ligaments. They are having a dine to donate at the Texas Roadhouse in Steubenville on Saturday, October 28th from 1130 to 4 p.m. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Thursday. I'm Taylor Long working for you. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Start your next project today and get 11% off everything now at Menards. Add beautiful color to your projects with Minwax oil-based wood finish. It's a penetrating formula that delivers oil-rich color in one single coat and dries in just two hours. Pick up a quart of Minwax wood finish for only $10.99 after 11% off. Good through October 29th, savings are a mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. 
WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital. Delivering the right care, right place, right time. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. Live and local. Every weekday. With 10,000 watts of total power. On WKKX and WVLY. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Tennessee hustler never do work. I kiss a different woman with the fall of each do. Always singing these good woman blues. 7.45, quarter till the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Welcoming Bob Slider back into the fold after he had what we talked about this uh, on uh, Tuesday, uh, the ladies and I. Uh, uh, Bob, uh, I think you had uh, the doctors just say, Something's going around. Everybody, something is going. They don't know what it is. My my oldest son went to the doctors. He said, "I've been feeling bad. You know, I got to feel. What is it? Meh. Something's going around. <laughs> go home. Go to bed. <laughs> don't know what it is. Just, so, but Bob is back from something going around, and you are feeling better. Feel terrific. I'm going to give you a little little personal advice. Yes. You keep eating that chocolate, and your stomach's <laughs> not going <laughs> to. You're not going to feel so good afterwards. I'm just going to just going to point that out right now. Hey, Adam. Adam. He's the man. If Anyone can forecast. He's the one who can. Adam Fike is here from the Big 7 WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Howard. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's, it looks like it's going to be another nice day today. Yesterday was a really nice day, and I'm gathering today will be pretty much as nice, yes? Mm-hmm. Temperature's pretty much the same. Cloud cover, I would say pretty similar, but expect more sunshine, especially this morning. A little more in the way of clouds come the afternoon. Okay, we had good sunshine. I mean, it was a good sunny day much of the day, though, yesterday. It was just a great day. Uh, I don't know where we hit uh, temperature-wise. I suppose somewhere in the 70s. We'll be in the 70s again today and really for the next couple of days, right? Yep, we maxed out here in Wheeling at least 75 across the area. Was that 72 to 76 range today? Very similar, but 73 to 77 since we'll see a little less cloud cover. Uh, so we call it still calling it Indian summer. At least that's what uh, we're calling it here. Uh, we do look for um, maybe some rain to come in for the weekend, though, right? Possible stray shower early tomorrow, but most of us really don't see that activity. That's more for like uh, northern Harrison, northern Jefferson, Steubenville, Weirton area. Okay. But then we'll see a few spotty showers Saturday. I give that that forty to fifty percent chance. Not everyone sees them, but a good amount of us will see showers at some point on Saturday. Sunday, Monday, everyone's going to see showers on and off throughout the day, Sunday and Monday. But Monday is going to be, our, I would say, our yucky day. Because Sunday, it's still going to be it's still going to be above average. We'll be in the 60s. But Monday, we're going to see showers pretty much on and off all day. But we'll start with our temperatures in the 60s just after midnight. And then we'll drop throughout the day. Most of the day, we'll really spend between that 45 and 55 range. So it's going to be a little bit cooler, rainy with temperatures likely dipping into that 
28 to 32 degree range Monday night into Tuesday morning. Not very pleasant through the weekend. And then I'm not going to be your friend, Howard, to come Wednesday if you look at my (laughs) seven-day. If we have the pattern that sets up correctly, which is cold front moves on through, winds blow across the lakes, there is at this point, I only give it a 20 to 30% chance, and it could go down that we could see some flurries. All right. Nothing is going to keep like, hey, nothing hold, hold on. Sick. Wait a minute. Wait. Don't tell me all right. Why'd you say all right in there, Slider? We're not all right. We don't want flurries. What'd you say earlier about pulling that band aid off, Howard? Just rip it <laughs> Just off. Rip. Get, get, it, winter t- winter's here, isn't it, Adam? Well, geez, you know, we had frost. But we had frost for one day, freeze morning on Monday, and then things went away. And then we've had this wonderful Indian summer. Now we might, might, and I will stress that as you just did, might see some flurries by midweek next week. Possibility. Well, I guess we were doing the countdown earlier today. Uh, four days till Halloween, nine days to daylight savings time, uh, twenty-seven to Thanksgiving, and fifty-nine to Christmas. So, I guess looking at all of those things, we are in the win- the fall slash winter season. So, I guess I can't complain too much. I remember one Halloween. I think we got like four or five inches of snow. I remember that much, but I remember yep. I remember snowing on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. I don't remember what year that was, but I remember it because we had the same thing up in Pittsburgh too. Halloweening in the snow. Well, Halloweening is fun at any time when you're a kid. Just you get to right, you get to go out and do things. You know, I don't mean bad things. I mean you, you know, just to, you get to be go out and have some freedom and wander the neighborhood and get together with your friends and eat a, a, a tremendously too much, uh, uh, too much candy. So uh, uh, Halloween again, four days away for those of you who care. All right, Adam, I appreciate it. Looks like a pretty good couple of days, and then we'll have to deal with the weekend and then see what happens next week. And maybe by next Wednesday, the flurries will fly away. What do you think? I was looking back at pictures, Howard. Here's the positive. Last year, we started seeing flurries in those little clippers back in October. Oh. So we're starting later on the flurries this year than we did the past few years. So okay. there's a positive there. It's staying warmer longer so far this fall. And we're seeing a later start to the flurries. So okay. take that positive. All right, good. <laughs> and again, yesterday was just a gorgeous day. I really enjoyed the day yesterday. I slept most of it, but when I was outside, it was a, it was a good day. All right, my friend, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks very much. Back to you, Dem. Thank you. 58 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 52 at the Highlands, 44 the last I checked in Elm Grove. I'll double check that in a few minutes. Uh, still 49 here. It is. 49 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Mr. Slider has our sports wrap coming up in a couple of minutes. Next hour of the show, I want to talk about, uh, hey, your buddy, Alex Mooney, and uh, his constituent mailings, those flyers you get in the mail, those great big three-color postcards. He's sending them out like, I don't know, like candy corn at, at Halloween time or something. Uh, we'll talk about that. Stephen Adams did a, uh, uh, a piece about this in the paper a couple of days ago. I tried to get Stephen to come on. Uh, he's, I tried to get him on twice this week, and he's just been really busy. And he's apologized. I mean, I, Stephen enjoys doing the show, but he couldn't come on. But so I'm just going to take his story and uh, run with it a little bit because it was really interesting. Uh, so Mooney mailings will be coming up, and um, Mike Pushkin coming in, the uh, West Virginia Democratic Party chair. They got a big Democratic Party meeting, the Roosevelt Kennedy dinner this weekend down in Charleston. What do you talk about when you're a Democrat in West Virginia? I don't know. We'll find out. We'll talk to Mike. And the child care cliff is coming in days as federal funding for child care uh, dramatically decreases. And what does that mean in the mountain state? 
WVU Professor William Franco is going to join us to talk about that. And your calls are welcome. 304-214-1600 on the text line. 304-214-1600 text. 304-232-8255 phone line. Frio Stack auction service lines are open and available for you. It is 8 till the hour. Columbia Sales, located in Warwood in Wheeling, West Virginia, is the exclusive manufacturer of tip boards in the United States. Owned and operated by the Palmer family since 1939, Columbia Sales is a third-generation West Virginia business. We're now the nation's exclusive maker of tip boards, and we ship all across the USA. We produce a variety of novelty ticket games from sure tips to regular tips to our ever-popular pasted fives and pasted tens. We sell our tips loose to play in bags or placed in jars. We can customize our tickets with your company name or logo. We've been proud supporters of Wheeling Central Catholic since our grandfather attended Central in the 1920s. Since then, four generations of our family have passed through Wheeling Central, and we continue to support our alma mater. If your business, bar, restaurant, social club, legion, bingo hall, or school event is looking to generate revenue, call your friends at Columbia Sales at 304-277-2233 or visit columbiasalesinc.com. Since 1939, take a tip from us. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. How old do you think I am, he said. I said, well, I didn't know. He said, I turned 65 about 11 months ago. I was sitting in Miami pouring blended whiskey down when this old gray black gentleman was cleaning up the lounge. I, I, I need to take some exception to this. <laughs> I, 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 I. So the guy's 65, is that what I'm hearing? Old guy, Howard, real old guy. See, 65, is that what I'm hearing? 65. And it's like, oh, this old gentleman. 65 is a youngster to me, thank you very much. 65 is young, I am 70. I am a spry 70. One of the doctors, I think since the last time you and I talked, my, my main doctor, not my personal physician, but the one who deals with most of my key medical issues, and um, gave me my usual uh, very positive advice that she often gives to me, Bob. You know what it was? What's that, Howard? Hey, you're not dead yet. 
that's that's the kind of advice she gives me. And that old guy that was sitting there watching Ironsides on TV, he might have been an old 65, Howard. <laughs> okay, all right, so he was an old, but I'm not an old. I, 60, I just laugh when we talk about people who are 65, oh, so old. And I see them on TV, and they're all they're all white-haired and bowed over, and, you know, they got a cane and everything. Sometimes I have a cane. But, uh, you know, just because you're 65, heavens for sakes. But it's country music. It's it's a storytelling kind of mode. And that was Tom T. Hall. You didn't get a chance to uh, watch much sports, I suppose, the last couple of days. There wasn't much going on, I guess. In either. and out of it. And, uh, again, go back to Sunday. That's the first Steeler game I've missed uh, since, you know, probably at deer camp years ago. Let's get slider on sports right now. We have an NFL matchup tonight. It's Thursday night football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to Buffalo to face the Bills. Buffalo is favored by nine points. 8:15 kickoff time. NFL injury report: The San Francisco 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy is being checked out for a concussion. The 49ers have lost two in a row after looking unbeatable at the start of the season. San Francisco hosts Sunday on. Or, let me say that again, Howard. San Francisco <laughs> hosts Cincinnati on Sunday. A little bit of a tongue twister there. Yeah. Cincinnati on Sunday. Stop it, nervous. You're making me Norton. <laughs> Game one of this year's World Series is set for Friday night. The Texas Rangers host the Arizona Diamondbacks. Zach Gallen will get the start for Arizona. Nathan Evaldi on the hill for Texas. First pitch, 8-0-3. And Houston Astros manager Dusty Baker announced he is retiring after 26 years as a Major League Baseball manager. Dusty Baker is 74, Howard. He's a young 74. There you go. Now, now we're talking a little bit older. <laughs> and for everyone out there, I want to let you know I'll be filling in for Donnie Gilbert uh, this afternoon from noon to 3 as Don gets his health uh, back on track. Plenty of sports talk of those three hours at 12 o'clock. Uh, joining me in studio, uh, Mark Delbrook for Baseball Talk. 1 o'clock will be a special edition of Good Old Boys on Sports, a barrel call, uh, call in for Bear and Bob. And then the 2 o'clock hour, as uh, always on Donnie's Thursday show, we have the football picks. Bear, Mike Wright, Lola Miller will be here. And our top five, Howard. Yes. Creepiest celebrities. And man, is there a bunch of oh, them wow. out there. I got to think about that. <laughs> yeah, for Halloween, we're trying to keep wow. the Halloween wow, wow, theme. Wow. Your top five creepiest celebrities. Slider on Sports Time, 7.58. Did you watch the, uh, what they call the feeding, fr Frozen Frenzy the other night? Frozen Frenzy. Frozen Frenzy. I did not. Every NHL team played. Oh, oh yeah, the guy from Steubenville was in, yeah, uh, congratulations. I only know it because. Your boys. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Teddy said, Daddy, can we go down and play some video games? I'm sorry, uh, Teddy, it's. Frozen Frenzy Night. We're going to watch hockey all night long. I had to laugh, though. I asked Teddy the next day. I said, did you and Daddy watch the uh, hockey? He goes, Granddad, I think Dad was asleep by the third game. So he didn't get to see it. But Frozen Frenzy, I think they call it. Something Something different. Is that, I've never heard them do that before. All Every team play in one night. Yeah, it's kind of like what uh, they do on Sunday with the NFL red zone. They yeah. cut in when somebody's scoring. So all those games, they have to. somebody's got to be doing something. So congratulations to uh, ESPN. All right, almost uh, 8 o'clock. ABC will cover the world for us uh, coming up in the next hour. I'll talk a little Halloween stuff. Do you think that uh, an hour is long enough for uh, trick-or-treating here in the city of Wheeling? Uh, some folks don't think so. I, I would have thought so if I was a kid. No. Well, you, you're squeezing me, Howard. You're <laughs> squeezing me. We'll talk about that coming up in the next hour and a couple other Halloween stories I want to uh, share with you. Just some fun Halloween stuff as the 
Uh, the big day comes uh, closer and closer. And then Mike Pushkin, West Virginia Democratic Party chair, will join us. We'll talk about their Roosevelt Kennedy dinner coming up this Saturday. And what do you talk about when you're a major minority party in the state? And uh, how do you generate enthusiasm? We'll talk to Mike about that. Right now, ABC covers the world. It is 8 o'clock. Down that line About old dogs and children The Watchdog is FM 98.1